You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Special guests and off topics in this segment, anything goes. You're listening to 3 p.m. up in El Paso, Texas. Um, I moved to Northern California when I was 18 and lived there for about nine or 10 years. And now I'm here in Utah. It's cool. (laughs) I feel like in relation to this podcast and everything, what I could say about myself is ever since I was a little kid, like as far back as I can remember, I've just had really intense and a lot of the times scary occurrences and experiences that I've gone through. When I was really little, I would see things and it would just freak me out because a lot of the times it felt really dark and negative Mm -hmm. and that just continued on my whole life. At a certain point, I kind of try to block that out because I was really sick of feeling those things and feeling like dark energies around me. I felt a lot of the times I would just be not attacked by it, but kind of like a magnet in a way. Mm-hmm. So I really did just kind of close myself up, but no matter how hard I tried, I would still come across that And so at one point I was just like, okay, I need to learn how to deal with this. And I consciously opened myself up again and decided to start learning about how I can protect myself. And I gained a lot more confidence in my own self and capabilities and sensitivities to where, and now at this point, I feel that most of what I am attracting to me is actually positive. And so it feels way better. Yeah. (laughs) I think we've talked about this before, but I've definitely met people in my life and it's usually families Mm. that I feel like, and I believe we all feel like are more open to it. They all like everyone in the family has occurrences. My cousins are like that. Mm -hmm. They all have They like attract events or things like that. So I don't know. I feel, and I feel that from your family too. Like very powerful, big spirits. You can like feel each one of you guys. It's true though. My whole entire family, most of us. And I, I feel that it comes through my mother's side. I feel Mm. like my grandma and her. Hereditary. Sorry? Hereditary. Yeah, totally. Mm. Yeah. We've all had that have been big dreamers. We get a lot of messages through our dreams and have had a lot of supernatural experiences. And so, yeah, I feel like it's just kind of passed down through us in whatever way. So something, um, something I've always done is after like a story session, there's kind of a feeling in the air Mm. and a lot of times it is heavy or it's like, it's uneasy. Uh, you don't feel right. And so I've always, after doing that for a while, I started saying, all right, guys, as a rule, 
at the end of scary stories, we have to share one or two good stories to kind of clear the air. Mm-hmm. So that was my makeshift way of like protecting myself or just bringing myself back to normal. And we've even talked about that on the podcast is like, we dive deep into the scary. Mm-hmm. How do we clear the air? Totally. That's a really good way of doing it too. A lot of the times if I watch even a scary movie, I get really into it. And then I'll have like horrible nightmares. So I'll watch something funny after that. <laughs> but there are a lot of things you can do to clear and protect yourself. Should I just go ahead and sure. do whatever you kind of have your plan? Yeah. 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 Okay. So doing that, something afterwards is really good to clear the air. But what you can do generally to start anything like that also is, again, clear the air literally with sage or any kind of smudging stick. There are a lot of different herbs and resins and things like that that you can burn that have been used for forever, ancient things that people have done. Mm-hmm. And that just clears away negative energy so that you can kind of have a clean slate. Yeah, just go from there. Like just start from a level place. Right. What's a smudging stick? I know nothing. So Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the first time I've ever heard of a smudging stick. So oh. I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, a smudging stick, it's some sort of plant or herb that's been bundled together. It's been harvested fresh. And then you put all the plants together and tie, wrap it like with string or a ribbon or something like that and then leave it to dry. And then once it's dry, you just burn it and mm-hmm. the, it creates smoke, which is cleansing and clears the air. Um, there are a lot of different plants that you can use, but the most common thing that's used is probably sage. Mm-hmm. And sage is more, it's totally cleansing. It drives away negative energies or spirits or vibes, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times what I like to do is after I sage myself or a room or anything like that, then I'll burn something else that brings in positive Mm -hmm. energies. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of different things that you can use for different specific reasons and i usually just go based off of my intuition Mm. and how i feel about it and what whatever sparks a thought in my mind pretty much Mm -hmm. what i should use sean was just kind of talking about that um anytime you get a thought oh yeah yeah i was telling him earlier or in our last episode that every time i i do get a feeling or a thought to do something or go somewhere i mean even if it's different than what I had planned to do, mm-hmm. I'll just do it because why not? That's totally. kind of the thought process. Like why not? The intuition. Yeah. I think there's value in following your, your gut and doing what you feel is mm-hmm. right. There's no real explanation behind why, but I was going to ask, so with all of these different plants or herbs, do you happen to know any of like the history behind it? Like, how did it start where someone was like, Sage is the one to cleanse a room, you know? <laughs> like, because you're not the. We shared an experience about Brujaria. Ah, oh, nice. Brujaria. And also what happened upstairs. Oh, true. 
even, even like a lot of our listeners have reached out to us and we're like, yes. y'all need to be burning sage. That's what mm-hmm. I was getting to. Yeah. And within the past couple of weeks, people have said, have you burnt sa- sage? So yeah, it's like, where, uh, like, can we trace it back to a specific time where? So it's, as far as I know, it's really hard to trace it back to a specific time. That would make sense. To, for what I know, it's just always been like used mainly by Native Americans. Mm-hmm. The sage, mm-hmm. they also use cedar and um, copal, which is a resin. But it's been used for thousands and thousands of years in ceremonies. Sense. They don't only use it for cleansing negative energies but they also use it as to bless people too you can smudge someone so give them the smoke Mm -hmm. and then that's kind of like a blessing i love that term Mm -hmm. give them the smoke (laughs) (laughs) it reminds me similarly to hawaiian culture with salt Mm -hmm. and it's something we can't really trace back because so many cultures have used it yeah but do you want to kind of like salt is a pres you use it to preserve food. Mm-hmm. And I think with that preservation and energy, Hawaiians use it to preserve their household. Mm-hmm. Like my grand great grandmother would put a line of salt on all the windowsills totally. to keep evil spirits away. Mm-hmm. Right. So we just had that in the house growing up. It was like That's awesome. It was just a part of the culture. Yeah. So I didn't mm-hmm. expect there to be a specific instance. <laughs> I wasn't like, show me the facts, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to know more of like the origin of it and how it came yeah. to be. I, f- I feel like it's mainly an indigenous mm. culture thing, not even just Native Americans, but mm-hmm. there's Palo Santo, which is a wood. It's, it's called holy wood. That's what it means. And it's used by South Americans. Mm-hmm. And Central Americans um, and indigenous cultures. But the salt thing, that's also, I've heard it be used in so many different cultures, actually. And like, mm-hmm. it's a very witchy thing to do also to protect your space. You can put it around like, we're all here in a circle right now. If we wanted to, we could put a circle of salt around mm-hmm. us. Yeah. The only thing is you have to change it out a lot. Oh, it has like a lifespan, lifespan like a expiration. Shelf life. <laughs> yeah. I in a way, yeah, and that's all based on intuition, I think also. Mm-hmm. So when you kind of feel, I'll get like the feeling like, all right, that salt's been there for a minute. It's time to replenish it. Now that you mentioned that, I think my great-grandmother, my tutu, we call her, she mm-hmm. would change it out like somewhat like like periodically. Mhm. Mhm. I haven't, I haven't remembered that since you just mentioned that. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. I also learned on another note of salt, I have a lot of nightmares and bad dreams a lot, and they're, they could be really, really intense. And so I talked to a friend who she works with dreams a lot, and she's like an expert with how to do, how to work in your dreams. She taught me to put a bowl of water underneath my bed with salt in it, mm. and that absorbs whatever negative anything is trying to get through to you in your dreams and it'll keep you from having them and then in the morning you just dump it out and then do the same Mm. thing interesting Mm -hmm. so that sounds like more protective like prepping Mm -hmm. for your Mm -hmm. sleep make sure you have a good sleep so you talked about clearing the space Mm -hmm. you do that with sage and and cedar as well and Mm -hmm. it's probably a handful of others Mm -hmm. um 
are those also used to prepare and protect beforehand or are there other ones that go along with that like for us like knowing that we get into you know discussions about supernatural things that can be really dark and really heavy what would you suggest going into those kind of situations so sage for sure i think that before you're about to start anything or even if you're about to start your podcast, what I would do is something similar that I have done in going into ceremonies or even meditation Hmm. is I'll sage myself. You want to get every inch of your body pretty much and you guys can help each other. That just clears away your energy and your energetic field And you can do the whole room. I like to be really thorough and I'll go to every corner of the room, any little dark spaces under the bed, even, you know, you can do that. And then, like I said before, it's really good to, after you clean everything, burn something else that has like a sweeter vibe. So there's actually sweet grass. That you can get sprayed sweet grass and that calls in positive energy. It depends on what purpose you're cleansing yourself for. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to like work with different energies or just have a session where you're trying to connect with ghosts or spirits or anything, I would definitely definitely try to light something sweet like sweet grass mm-hmm. or palo santo is good sometimes i'll even burn rose petals and mm-hmm. just light nice things so <laughs> is it the smoke that comes from these that's actually like helping you because you you mentioned the burning part mm-hmm. and is that the activator and the smoke is what actually helps like how does how does that work do you know I think it's a mix of the actual physical smoke being burned. Like in a lot of indigenous cultures, they believe that bad spirits or energies don't like that smoke. And Mm -hmm. so they kind of scat. I also feel like the intention that we put into Mm -hmm. it makes a Mm -hmm. huge difference. So it's not even necessarily the smoke itself that is causing the energy or the the negativity to leave it's what intention you have behind it that's what which I, was... I feel is more important in a way well i agree i i definitely think that can be huge your intent and your thoughts behind it mm-hmm. yeah i was fe- i as you were saying that i was i felt like it's your action like manifesting the intent you're like mm-hmm. i'm doing this thing to show my thing which i think is powerful for sure would it set off any alarm like fire alarm <laughs> it hasn't (laughs) it hasn't yet because i want to cleanse the room kind of we should do it we We just recorded an episode and i feel like we should probably start off on a good level yeah is that chill yeah can we do it totally i have it here i have um the sage and palo santo so we can do both okay prepared all right okay you lead us because i love it So first, generally, it's good to start with our, the people in the room. I mean, mm-hmm. you cleanse yourself. Start with the Ashantis. Stick my arms yeah. out like this. Your legs out, yeah. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. I have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light, lightness in my heart, my head, my emotions. If that's something that you are needing, if that's something that's missing, uh, give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, We want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest. Uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet, uh, go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3am and you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash 3am. Hi, I'm Sean McCabe. And I'm Carrie McCabe. We are, well, married, obviously, (laughs) but we're also obsessed with the darker side of things. True crime stories, alien abductions, poltergeists. If it leaves you scratching your head and keeping those lights on at night, we want to hear about it. That's why we host the podcast Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie. Every week, we bring our listeners a true story guaranteed to send chills down your spine, from history's most brutal serial killers to the mystery of spontaneous human combustion. Yep, lots of these stories leave unanswered questions behind, and you'll get to poke through the rubble of the evidence with a hardened skeptic and... Someone whose mind is more open to fun. Yeah, that's what I was going to (laughs) say. You can find Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie wherever you get your podcasts, and on social media at Ain't It Scary. Come play with us. Um, Okay, so we just got done doing a little cleansing, clearing. I burnt my sage and gave it to everyone. Pretty much what you want to do is stand, just stand up with your arms out and your legs spread apart so that you can get the sage everywhere under your arms under your hands under your feet in between your legs around your back everywhere and that just gave us a good cleansing from whatever we've been doing in our days Mm -hmm. (laughs) um after that i went ahead and went around the room and and the microphones and our little (laughs) circle our studio is good now yeah. yeah good vibes and then i also burned palo santo after that and that is the sweeter wood smell and the smoke that brings in positive vibes and uh, i also want to add while this was happening dj asked how often does this need to be done and once again it's also largely intuition based so if you feel like you need it then go ahead mm-hmm. so A huge thing is intuition, understanding that each of us have access to our intuition. Every single person on this earth does. And it's just a question of tapping into that and then following through with that. And it could be in the smallest of ways, but just listening to your intuition is a huge help, I feel. Another main point that I feel like a lot of people are unaware of or just don't even think about 
is the fact that we as humans have so much more power than we give ourselves credit for. So, for instance, if you're living in a house that you think is haunted and you're experiencing a lot of really scary things, stuff is moving or you just have an icky feeling all the time in your house, a lot of people feel really helpless and like, what can I do? There's this thing there. But what's important to understand is this is our reality. This is our three-dimensional world. And it's our space to claim. Nothing can actually... Am I allowed to cuss? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Go for it. Say whatever you want. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but nothing is really allowed to fuck with us unless we either consciously or subconsciously give it permission to. Ooh, I really like that idea. One of our early episodes was titled Permission. Mm. Because that is something we've seen a lot. It, for instance, let's go back really old Dracula vampires. Mm-hmm. They can't enter your house unless you give it permission. Right. And so I feel like um, with intuition, I feel kind of like the opposite or the destroyer of intuition just from listening to you is like fear and doubt. Yes. fear and things and doubt in yourself kind of definitely and a good way to tap into your intuition is by just tapping into your own heart your own heart space whether usually by meditation a lot of the times when I'm feeling really fearful and kind of like that sense of no more I don't have any control over what's going on around me I'll just close my eyes take a couple of really deep breaths and just focus on my heart and the way I think about it is that in our heart space there is no fear that can even live there so to speak a lot of that is coming from our brains our fear Mm -hmm. and so I think that once we tap into our hearts then a lot of that fear can be just kind of taken away and then we can go from there Mm. It's huge. And that's also just a good practice to do in general. That's good for so many reasons in our daily lives is just being able to go into our hearts and then things just kind of unfold from there. And even by doing that, I've realized that I've grown in or my confidence has grown a lot from that and trust in myself. So trusting your intuition realize the power that you yourself have and yeah nothing can really fuck with you unless you unless you let it in a way Mm -hmm. not always there (laughs) there are definitely like sometimes that there can be really 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 dark energies that are just like really strong but the way I see it um, and what helps me, because I said oh, I used to have a lot of really scary experiences, um, I just started reminding myself, like, this is my world. There might be other spirits or ghosts or energies, whatever you want to call them, that are kind of stuck in the in-between or a different dimension. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times they're just scared, I feel, and are trying to get attention in some way, like, hey, I'm here. But we really, 
all all we have to do is literally say like you're not welcome here this isn't your space Hmm. and like in a really firm way not like in the movies where someone's performing an exorcism (laughs) and it's like an angry priest like i banish you yeah yeah (laughs) not like that at all i feel like again coming from a place of love like always love even if you're scared or even if something really is trying to like hurt you or freak you out just kind of have compassion and be firm and just say you can literally say it or you can think it but just say like this is my space I don't want you here so like please leave or you don't even have to say please but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah a lot of the stuff just I realize can sound like really strange <laughs> and taboo so but, um, with that a little like i'm gonna touch on something because sometimes to some people it could sound weird mm-hmm. but honestly to me when i hear it it like it almost feels familiar because i feel like all cultures religions beliefs have similar tools that are trying to accomplish the same thing mm-hmm. so some have prayer some have meditation some have intention mm-hmm. or when you were saying it can be as little as like telling it to leave there's things like that where like my aunt, super Christian, she felt like something is there. And in the name of, you know, right. Christ, she asked it to leave. So it's like, to me, it sounds like similar tools used by mm-hmm. humans. Mm-hmm. They might be like kind of different, but their intention is the same. For sure. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And it goes back to the intention. Like it doesn't even really matter. You can be super relig- religious and say a prayer in the way that you were taught or Mm -hmm. how you want it to sound like. And it's not so much the words that you're saying, but the intention Mm -hmm. behind it. So people have different things. What I do just based on my own experiences and beliefs, for example, like if I am by myself and I'm feeling like I get that feeling like something's here and I don't necessarily want it there. I feel that it's not positive and I just don't want it in my space anymore. What I'll do is I center myself. So I'll close my eyes, do like a quick kind of meditation, take some deep breaths in, focus on my heart space and grounding myself to the earth. And I say my own little sort of prayer. That's just what I say. I, um, a lot of the times when I do that, or if I'm about to do like some sort of ceremony or anything like that, that I want to feel protected, I'll call in different benevolent beings, or it could be anything like the universe, God, creator, you can call on your ancestors or family members that have passed on that when you think of your family, you feel comfort. Mm-hmm. You know, anything like that, and even yourself, if you don't believe in any of that, then just go back to your heart and be like, okay, I'm the one that's here and has the power. But a lot of the times I like to call in different things or my spirit guides also just to be with me and I could feel them. I could like feel when they come in and then I know that I'm protected as well. So a lot of the times that helps, I'll usually start with that and like ask it kind of gives you more like courage, I guess, or strength, I feel. And then 
I'll just state whatever I want to state. Like, this is my space. I don't want you here in my space. And you can get really specific with it too, depending on what your belief system is. A lot of the times, like, I don't know where to tell them to go. <laughs> like, you know, or like I, a lot of the times I do feel compassion if I feel like it's just a spirit that's like stuck. I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to just like, I feel for you, mm-hmm. you know? So go where I say the creator's light is like, go to that, like go to a love source. And then it's, mm-hmm that's it (laughs) to ground yourself that pretty much is a lot of visualization it's in a way a meditation that a lot of people do and it really is essentially just centering yourself so when your thoughts are all over the place to ground yourself would be would be to center yourself come back in tune into your body Mm -hmm. Um, there are specific ways to do it though. The meditate meditative way. Do you want me to like walk you? Through yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I've kind of heard it's like, cause like you said, your mind can be way out there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so at least for a beginner to me, what makes sense is like, just start, um, being mindful mm-hmm. of like how you feel, how you're breathing, where you are, things like that. Totally. Okay. Like you're bringing yourself into your body. And then if you go further than that, it's, you're literally connecting yourself to the earth, like down on the ground, in the ground, in the core of the earth. So a vi- visualization that I like to do is after I take some deep breaths in and out, I'll start from my heart and then just imagine energy or life force, whatever, just something, even a color going down through my body, down through the bottoms of my feet and into the earth. And then I imagine that it's like roots growing from my feet. So you feel you push the roots down into all the layers of the earth until you reach the center. And then once you're there in the center center of the earth, you draw back up the energy from the earth and back up into your feet and up back up, all the way up through your body and your heart and everything like that. <laughs> so it's you're essentially getting energy from the earth. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of what anchors you in a grounded state. I like that. So being grounded sounds like not only making the connection mm-hmm. but trying to nourish like a relationship because it's two ways you know you're trying to you're giving you're taking giving mm-hmm. taking so yep, spot on totally so with all of, something that i thought of all you were sharing that especially with like i guess combating or facing negative energies do you believe that negative energy will always be present somewhere and sometime are there things that are inherently negative or evil do you view it as like a fight like we have to band against it or does that make sense i don't know entirely what i'm asking (laughs) i i think i kind of get what you're asking and i can answer it hopefully i don't feel like it's a fight in any way. And I feel that the term fighting against evil, like I kind of hate when I hear that because by fighting 
against something that's actually just giving that same thing you're fighting mm. against it's energy. Yeah. yeah. And so that, makes that sense. yeah, that's how I feel about that. I don't think we can like, I don't think there's like this constant battle between positive and negative. If we want to get really abstract <laughs> in a way, I don't necessarily believe in negative energy to begin with. I think that's just a, a way that we perceive things to be in this reality. I also think that if you think about it like energy, which from what I've understood in my science class in middle school, mm -hmm. it can never be created or destroyed. Mm -hmm. So it's always transforming in some way. Mm -hmm. So in that respect, I feel like some, if something has a negative aspect to it, it's doesn't necessarily mean it always has to be negative. Mm -hmm. Like there is plenty of time to change that and to like morph into something that you would feel is more positive. Mm -hmm. If that, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, no, no, I, yeah. I like that. So you believe that there is nothing like inherently negative or evil. They like over time through whatever habits or choices, Mm -hmm. they can go into that direction. Yeah, totally. Of creating and more like a negative space or energy. There's just different ways to think about it. I know that we live in a dualistic world and here on earth. And so that's why we have black and white, positive, negative, all that. Mm -hmm. But I also think that that is kind of an illusion. Like the illusion of our world is mm -hmm. that. <laughs> and so I think beyond that and beyond our reality here living in this life on earth I don't really think that there's an actual like this is good and this is bad things just are Thing exactly things that, just are that's what I was going to yeah. say because like we say this thing about like there's no inherently like evil or negative thing that also goes the other way mm -hmm. but yeah beyond all of that things just exist and that can go back into also like when you're dealing with what you would think of as negative energies like if you even just try to think of it in that way like that's not a bad ghost or that's not a bad anything that that's just what that is right now that kind of like makes you feel powerful in a way too because suddenly it's not such a scary thing anymore mm -hmm. but there are instances where you would want to protect yourself possibly right oh my god yes okay. <laughs> like we so live it's not, sorry it's not saying that like there's nothing out there that like can't do harm or or you know leave oh. leave an impact there are some times where that could be the case. I'm like, yes, for sure. And that's like, yeah, that's why that's like a wormhole because <laughs> that I was talking about. Yeah. Because of course, yes, like whether you want to be like philosophical about it, like, yeah, there's good and bad and there are people and things that are going to do try to do you harm, mm -hmm. of course. So it is important for to protect ourselves. So... Going along with that, you're talking about the illusion that this world is or has put on with like duality in all things, you mm -hmm. know, good and bad, negative, positive, black and white. 
tools or resources like sage or, you know, prayer, meditation, prayer, meditation, like that's to what's the purpose to magnify the illusion. We talked about how sage helps to clear out negative energy. So like things like that, Mm -hmm. like these tools and these resources that we have here from the earth or from tradition is the purpose just to push an energy one way or the other. Cause there, there are tools. What well, like we, I think there are tools and resources to help bring in negative energy too. You oh, know? Right. So is that the purpose of these tools to control these energies? Would you say? Yeah, I guess in a way, totally. It's, kind of like we would be the conduit of having an impact on a certain kind of energy and swaying it one way or the other by using certain tools for sure that brings up kind of a terrifying Mm -hmm. idea though because if there are ways to move the richter scale positive then that would logically mean there are ways to move it negative Mm -hmm. and i think sean and i have covered different things and if it's taboo, if you don't want to talk about it, just let me know. But Nothing's we've co- taboo to me. <laughs> cool. We've covered things like voodoo, hoodoo. Mm-hmm. We've covered things like brujaria or, or santeria. And there always seems to be this illusion of duality in those things. So mm-hmm. it's like um, voodoo and hoodoo. It's like there was there is a really good positive aspect to it. But there's also a very negative one. Mm-hmm. And so is there, is there, I don't know, have you encountered anything like that or any thoughts on that? Luckily, I haven't like actually experienced anyone doing that or anything like that, but I know that it's out there. Mm. And yeah, just like we have tools to to use things in a good way. There are also people that are totally lost or greedy or whatever. And so they use a lot of the times the same tools to do the exact opposite. Mm. And it's instead of coming from a place of love, they're trying to put fear onto people or situations. And uh, I think that's a reason why it's so important that we use our tools in a good way. Mm -hmm. That's why we're talking about like intent. Right. You know, behind all of it. Right. And in a way, like you asked your question about like fighting between negative and positive in a way that's kind of, like I said, I don't like to say fight, but the more that we put out there, that's good. Then in a way that's kind of like, you know, I don't know, overpowering, but it's at least putting good out there when there are people doing bad things. So as I was reading on like Bruharia, it was talking about a tactic of demons is to cause fear. Mm-hmm. And they do it specifically to weaken or disorient someone. What this demon had done was it was making someone do something that was terrifying, like eat its own hand, their own Mm. hand. And the whole intent of that was, yeah, to weaken people, to scare them away and to disorient them with fear. Mm -hmm. So that kind of makes sense. It's like they're like smoke bomb or their powder is like fear, you know? So if they can get you to be afraid, then they're like winning that interaction kind of. Totally, because when we're afraid of something, in a way, we're giving them our power. Uh So, like, if a demon is making someone afraid of of it by giving into that, or which 
is obviously in most cases going to happen. Like mm. that's scary. Yeah. Who wouldn't, right? <laughs> right. But in a way, energetically, that's us acknowledging that that demon has more power over us to make us scared in the first place. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay, one small thing I wanted to say that I'm not sure is common knowledge, but I want to talk about alcohol for a little bit. So a lot of the times, like people that have passed away that are have now become ghosts or whatever you want to call them, the things that are still here around that people can see and feel sometimes... A lot of the times there could be people that used to be alcoholics that loved drinking. And so they'll go and hang out, like literally hang out in bars around people. In that sense, alcohol is a huge magnet for that. And a lot of the times if people are drinking a lot, not even if they themselves are alcoholics, but are just drinking and hang out at bars a lot, a lot of the times people can get these attachments onto them from that. It's a very low vibrational drink. And so that when you're drinking a lot, that lowers your own vibrational like life force and then other things. That's when you'll get what is said to be negative spirits attached to you. So that's just a little thing I wanted to say about that. <laughs> We've talked about this and oh. hearing you confirm this, like it's, it's awesome. I don't know. It's like kind of blowing my mind, but we've talked about how there's things you can do to put yourself into situations where you're open for attachments, like mm-hmm. you're saying. And I think sometimes our guard is down as we're falling asleep. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to astral plane. I've done that. <laughs> uh, drugs and alcohol. Like, not that I'm like a prude on drugs and alcohol, but I legit think sometimes when you're on different substances, you might, your, your like defenses are down. Mm-hmm. And you do hear stories like of people in those situations, they attract more. Mm-hmm. Like, ever, or I don't know, they attract more things. But that's so, interesting. So hearing you confirm that is cool. Totally. Yeah. I say that just because I have dealt with that myself. I feel like I was telling you guys I am really sensitive to different things. And so for a really long time, I was trying to dull those senses Mm. down. And so I was like, don't get me wrong. I was having a great time. (laughs) I was having fun. Yeah, yeah. But also what I realized later, and it was my intuition coming like out at me. I was realizing that by drinking so much trying to dull my senses that was actually making things worse in a way like opening up yeah or it's like i never was closed i was just Uh, covering it up uh, and instead of putting myself in a good situation to attract what i would want i was putting myself in like you know not so good situations and attracting what i didn't want so i was still having experiences even though I was dulling my senses, but instead of them being good, all that was coming through to me was just like more darkness. I kind of, I was just thinking like, what would you tell people then? And a thought that came to my mind is just like being aware of how much control you have over you mm-hmm. and, and just being aware of things that are taking away from that control. Cause right. you, yeah, you, sometimes you just follow, you fall into a routine or whatever and you just like mm-hmm. go 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 and, and you kind of sit and stop and you're like like who's running me 
you know? Right. Totally. So, so I don't know. That was just a thought. Okay. So I also wanted to talk about being specific, like very specific when you do want to work with different energies or spirits. Um, so would uh, that mean like Ouija board? Yes, exactly. Okay. Like, so often I'll be watching a movie, like a scary movie, and these kids decide to bust out a Ouija board. And I'm always like, God, like, protect yourself, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. And like, know what you're calling in. Because again, like a Ouija board is just another tool that we can use to mm-hmm. contact whatever we want to contact. But so many times, and I've heard so many stories from real people that they're like, oh, yeah, I was just messing around and wanted to contact whoever all willy nilly. And then like all this weird shit started happening to them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's because you didn't really specify what you wanted there. You didn't specify what couldn't be there. And so like if you want to contact like your grandma that passed on literally anything could come through and say that's your grandma and then you're just opening yourself up for it and a lot of the times trouble and there are a lot of non-benevolent spirits that totally see that window like the invitation to come in and so Mm -hmm. they will and so i just think it's so important even like if you want to do a seance or even just if you want to meditate and you're putting, you're opening yourself up, but you're not even trying to contact anything, but you're just being open. Mm-hmm. It's super, super important to first protect yourself, cleanse your area, call in whatever you want to call in to also like be there with you. Like if you are trying to contact something that's not in this world, if you think about it, then there are other things that you can call in too, like angels, if you believe in that. I call on Archangel Michael a lot of the times because he's like the fierce protector and just keeps things at bay and keeps things from getting to you, I guess. And then from there, depending on what you are calling, trying to call in, you just want to Instead of saying, like, I call in the ghost of whoever, (laughs) like, call in a specific person. And then from there, you can also specify that you don't want any non-benevolent energies or beings to come through. So you pretty much are just creating, like, a protection in your experience to begin with. So So, being specific. Yeah, being specific. And... In that way, when you do all those steps and have that intention, then you can rest assured that nothing negative is going to come through to you Hmm. in that way. But yeah, just protect yourself when you do those things. Can you test? Let's say like you're not sure. Let's say I called grandma Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure. Can you ask it questions that only grandma would know? I feel like you could. And that's why I paused a second ago because that's like what I thought of. Like, yeah, there's a way that you can test it or you can even just ask like what even if you think you're talking to grandma, like then you can go ahead and ask what's your name. And there's some like weird, I don't know what it is, but I've heard it 
power been names. talked about. Yeah, like they like have to tell you. And I've, if it's something that isn't saying anything, not giving a name, then that would even make me think like, okay, why don't you want me to know you? <laughs> there's you really, know? there's like really deep lore behind the power of a name mm-hmm. and, 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 and in connection with the demons. And so the, you, a lot of it is like, if you want to have the power over demon, you have to discover its name, mm-hmm. but often you'll have to like trick it into telling you. I feel like, uh, like other examples too is like, we've talked about like skinwalkers before mm. um and apparently they keep their name hidden because that's where their power is and the way they can die is if you say their name whoa wow mm-hmm. and even like i think about like maori culture in new zealand it's like kia you see them when they do like you've seen like the haka which was like their war dance mm-hmm. um or ceremonial dance they stick out their tongue the tongue is like the power you know everything it's everything that you say in your your entire life you know and in war when they would fight each other one thing they would do is if you killed your enemy you would sometimes they would either bite or they would rip the tongue out of their enemy because they then had their power everything they said in that that person's life is now theirs wow you know so it's like there there is a lot of lore and it's rooted in something Mm -hmm. you know a a lot of what we talked about from a distance might seem foreign to people who are just like dipping their heads in Mm. and people can mark it as obscure and maybe for different reasons like it's just because we don't talk about this as much or maybe people are a little more out of touch than they should be because like we've talked about you know there's clear examples of this that date back hundreds thousands of years that our ancestors have used Mm. and i don't know it might feel like they they've been kind of lost basically it feels like it's kind of obscure sometimes to to some people do you think these things have a place in everything we've talked about I don't know, to me, feels theoretical. And that's not a bad thing. Would you Would you agree with that? Definitely. I think everything. It's like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, none of us really know. Mm-hmm. So when we look at like these tools and resources, like we started off with like saging the room. Do you think there's a place in the mainstream medical field for for this? You, you know mean, what I mean? What do you or, mean by med- like in the medical field? You mean like like the hardcore like science arena? Yeah, oh. like or someone who might hear this and be like, you know, I can't quantifiably like measure sage, so therefore, like people who might just uh, what's the word? Like, like brush dismiss, it off. yeah, dis- dismiss brush it, it off. Do you think this should be implemented more in mainstream like medical practices? Well, I mean, like, I totally think so, but I also understand that a lot of it does sound like, you know, there's not much merit in it because a lot of what I do myself and what I've been talking about is based on a lot of my own feelings and my own experiences and what I've learned about all of that. But I definitely think that it should be implemented more. And I think I read something recently actually about 
some, there was a scientific study about sage and they found out that it does actually literally clean the air which Ooh. I thought was interesting. And you can look that up to make sure that's <laughs> true. But I honestly, for the most part, just I just want people to do whatever they want <laughs> to do as what long as it's right. not hurting someone else, of course. <laughs> but yeah, well, just what feels right to you if you're skeptical about it and think this is all a bunch of bullshit, then that's totally fine i was skeptical about my own self for many years and then just one day decided to stop questioning myself Hmm. and so that's what the point that i'm at right now but i do realize that it can sound like very like i don't know what the word would be but i get called a hippie a lot so (laughs) Mm -hmm. i've heard the term woo have you heard that like like yeah maybe that's a gesture i was trying to make with my hands but like that yeah I, I was just thinking like like these different uh, herbs and woods and plants and whatnot that can help. We didn't go over this, but uh, we don't have to, but like there's crystals too. Mm. There's oils. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they are all kind of in the same sphere. And people have the intent of using them to bring in like benevolence that you're talking about. Totally. So especially I feel like oils even more so uh within you know the past decade mm-hmm. might be like an attempt at trying to implement you know hmm. these theoretical things into the mainstream totally. and give it give it place you know that yeah totally i see that for sure and i have seen it more in the mainstream especially like crystals and oils like you were saying hmm. i feel like i'm seeing that a lot now and more and more people that are just like regular people are into it and for whatever reason they feel like they have an effect on their lives but i do know that also a lot of people think that that it's yeah. bullshit <laughs> yeah no yeah it's being it's met pretty fine. and it's even on both sides yeah, like the people is. who believe in it like believe in it totally. and then there's the opposing side that's right. equally is so i think that regardless of what you do believe what we can quantify is that there are forces or people out there who do want to cause harm and there is reason to protect yourself true yes so whatever method that takes form as there's a reason to do it totally kind of my last thought is like for me the always the bridge for me between science and the woo or like the out there is the placebo effect I because was say that too. scientists <laughs> believe like they don't argue the placebo effect mm-hmm. the placebo effect is quantifiable and studied and verified so at the end of the day it's not about right or wrong, true or false. But at the end of the day, let's say sage is complete BS. It's not because if you're doing it with intent, then Mm -hmm. the placebo effect is there. But I guess I would say for people that are listening to really just start tapping into yourself, whatever you want to call it, whether it's your intuition or just your thoughts that you decide to follow really start becoming aware of that and even whatever decisions you make start to become aware of why you're making the decisions and try to identify whether they're coming from a place of fear 
or a place of genuine love. And I feel like that could just go for so many things in our lives. Another thing that I've talked about a lot during this is just realizing that we have power, more power than we think. And I really, really do believe that. And I think that no matter what you believe or whether you're totally scientific minded, that you too can come to agree that you have power. Like if you don't believe in God or something, like what are you going to believe in? Like believe in yourself. (laughs) Mm. All right. And if you do believe in God or anything like that, you can also believe in yourself. I feel like people just really need to know that we're powerful, powerful beings. And yeah, I love that. If anything, you know, you listening out there might not have, believed anything we've talked about today but that's one thing i feel like and everybody and anybody can get on board with mm-hmm. believe in yourself and that's what i think all of this is really just rooted in so thank you for everything you've shared at least for me this has been enlightening too i loved it this is awesome Caroline, just, you're under, a rock star yeah so understanding <laughs> different perspectives and Thanks, approaches and yeah. that kind of became a goal of ours as we started this is like there's so many different experiences out there and we just, uh, this this is a small part in our effort to like understand mm-hmm. things out there. So this was, this was so cool. It was um, perfect. I feel so good about it. Oh, I'm happy. Thank you. Yeah. Would you be open plugging your Instagram or your business? Do you want to do that? Like my, oh, like my business business? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Where, where, where do they find you? So if you do want to follow me, I have a business Instagram account and it's at caroline's underscore naturals so my business account is pretty much just the my products that i make i hand make natural body products and herbal tea blends and salves and stuff like that can i give (laughs) a testimonial yeah so i was in hawaii (laughs) and i went boogie boarding without a rash guard oh. and something that happens is it shaved the effing tips off my nips <gasps> no. also this has never happened and it happened to another person who i won't out i like oh, what's the right word my wiener was raw <laughs> <laughs> after like swimming in the ocean yeah. all day. And yeah. I was like, did a jellyfish get like, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I had done some graphic design work for Caroline and she'd given me a salve, right? Yes. And so freaking religiously every like day and night I was rubbing my nips everywhere <laughs> that was affected. <laughs> and that shit like I, it helped straight up and i was like really? yeah Yay. yeah and well, i was that's what it's there for i told kevin i was like tell her <laughs> cool we'll hit her up once again on instagram it's at caroline's underscore naturals thank you for tuning in this has been a special episode and thank you for all of your support so far thank you for listening for the that. listeners bye lovey be safe <laughs> <laughs> trust your gut out there and if you have any uh stories comments suggestions uh hit us up 3am podcast stories at gmail.com mm-hmm. so thanks for coming through cool thanks caroline oh you're welcome thanks guys peace Dude, that was cool that was cool okay. <laughs>
Hi, this is Amy and Vanessa from She Goes by Jane, where we shine light on the stories of missing and unidentified women. On November 7th, we're sharing Nahida's story for the first time in a podcast. And this is a story that I thought I knew, but after reading police reports, became more complicated than I thought. When investigators are called to Nahida Khatib's house, everything looks fine. Her purse is on the kitchen table, her cup of coffee is on the counter, and her two-year-old niece is in her playpen. The only thing amiss? Nahida is missing. Every week, we feature a poem written in honor of the person we're talking about. This week, we're joined by one of our favorite actresses. You might know her from Sister Act or King of the Hill or The Descendants. But if you're like us, you'll know her from Hocus Pocus. She's the much-beloved Kathy Najimy. Join us November 7th to hear Nahida's story. Hello, this is Dr. Grande, the host of True Crime Psychology and Personality. On my podcast, I explore and explain the pathology behind some of the most horrendous crimes and those who commit them. We discuss topics like narcissism, psychopathy, sociopathy, and antisocial personality disorder from a scientifically informed perspective. What is a narcissist? How do you spot a sociopath? What signs can you look for to protect yourself from these dangerous personalities? It's not just about the stories, but also the science and psychology behind them. So if you're interested in true crime or mental health, I'd encourage you to give my show a listen wherever you get podcasts.